What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stats Beast podcast. Got a little tongue tied there. Stefan, Stefan is back. How are you? <laughs> Best introduction yet. Great. <laughs> uh, we got some very, very important topics to talk about. Uh, you know, just world changing stuff as usual. But I'm, I'm glad you guys are listening and going along the ride with us. Stefan wants to talk about his most favorite subject in the world to start off. Uh, he's probably one of the biggest fans in the world of him. And he wants to talk about Kyrie. Oh, yeah. You I talking like about Kyrie. his Instagram you did <laughs> yesterday? No, I, I, if it was an isolated incident of being absolutely selfish, then, you know, I'd be okay with this as, as his final stand. But it's like, I don't know. I think I think at this point, I uh, you know, I can be respectful of his choice, but I still can totally disagree with it and think it's a terrible decision to not only throw away the money but break up i mean supposedly they he wanted to team up with some superstars and get a championship and clearly he doesn't want it that bad so that's kind of my take on it i know that i guess if he can feel that strongly about it but it's it's not like muhammad ali refusing to go into the draft or anything yeah it's uh I don't know what what his deal is. He says he says there's no like political stance, or he's not saying the vaccine's not good or bad. He just says it's not for him. He yeah, which is even the weaker stance. On well, he said that much at stake. Which bull, which is total bull. He said, "Oh, I'm doing this because the people that don't have a voice." Like, shut up, dude. Just shut, uh, shut well, up. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the other thing is, too, like, I don't know. It, no, it, I, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying shut up because it's like you're lying. Just be honest. You know what I mean? You don't have to say you're being like some kind of like, you know, valiant person rushing in to save the day. He just doesn't well, want to yeah, do but, it. But so he's he not going to do it. He doesn't want to back up his own decision by saying why. He just wants to say it's his decision and it's personal. Which is fine. It's his. But it's like when, 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 when multiple people's jobs are hinging on your job and. Exactly. You know, a that's lot a lot opinion. more complicated than it just being a simple cut and dry. This is my decision and it's personal. Yeah, he's just very. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at on him. And, you know, everything leading up to him is like we talked about. He just. We've said so much about Kari. It's just the way he is. He's very selfish. Uh, this goes and reflects that, I think. Now yeah, I'm talking absolutely. about being a team. I mean, gotta, I'm talking you, about being a team. You got to realize that regardless of how you feel about things, your actions affect others. Yeah, you're talking and about the, being the, a team. The more money you're pulling in and the, the bigger your influence, the more people you're affecting. Yeah, I, I'm just going right down to like the team, his team. You know what I mean? I'm talking about just straight sports for in this case. But that Do you includes, think Kevin Durant signed on to not have him there? No, nobody. As a matter of fact, like I, I was reading, you know? like there was rumors that, you know, he wasn't allowed in the practice facility, and then they worked around it, and then he came in, he was allowed to practice, and uh, no, there was not. There was a lot of people that were not happy with him being there. They're very upset with. Him. I'm pretty sure Kyrie and, um, freaking what's his name, the beard, were not happy with him being there. You know, hard. Yeah, with KD and and, and then Harden, the next yeah. thing you know, I mean, it's like I'm pretty sure KD pulled his weight. He's like, listen, if he's not gonna do this shit, get him out of here. If he's if he's well, only who, would, who wants somebody on their team that's not gonna practice with you, not gonna play home games, and show up every once in a while in an away game. I mean, we've both played multiple team sports. 
I don't care how good of a, a player that that is. That kind of special treatment's just too crazy out of line. It's one thing to let them like have an extra off day because they're a veteran, or like be so good that maybe they get a little bit of leeway here or there with team rules. But that's just way over the line. I think he first was initially doing it so he could get away with only playing away games. I really believe that. Like he only wanted. To oh well, what NBA player wouldn't want to just play half a season? Yeah, so I they're mean, like, cool. When it comes down want... to it, the playoffs are what matter to them anyway. And, so yeah, and then Katie's <laughs> like, no, get him off the team if he's going to do this half-ass shit. I really think that's what it went down to. You know, looking at the most selfish possible well, decision. Well, in in a league where wasn't it that. I forget which team he was coaching, but Jason Kidd, I think when he was coaching the Bucks, uh, like ostracized that one player for not having an iPhone just because the group chat was getting screwed up and how that wasn't a team team you know centric yeah. choice. Yeah, it's like if you if that's not a team centric choice, then what what are we dealing with here? You know. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the Niners. Something we could just get even more depressed about. Uh, you want to, you're asking, you know, what's, what's, what's wrong and what's right. Uh, you go ahead and start off with, uh, you say, uh, go off what's right with them. We'll start with the good. What's right. You know, the defense is playing well and D'Amico Ryans has been calling good games. I mean, he shut, he shut Arizona's high powered offense down. Um, the, you know, we kind of gave it away by going for fourth, like blindly, like we were playing Madden there and. And really, and then this leads into, I'll, I'll go ahead and go with what's wrong, is the inconsistency on offense and the inability to run the ball consistently, which is what Shanahan's whole offense is predicated on. Usually they had some amount of run plays built on the same formation that they could consistently get yardage off of, but then they could break off of play action and some deep passes. But not being able to consistently run the ball with those plays and formations they haven't been able to set anything up, and it just seems like a haphazard mess. So You and I are both part of the 49ers faithful. Um, are you losing confidence in Shanahan after this is going on two years now where he's producing an, a pretty I, ineffective offense? I'm, I, I haven't lost confidence, but I think he's got to reevaluate. Like his, it's not so much play calling that I'm worried about, but like personnel decisions – um, some substitutions and really just game management. Like those fourth downs were inexcusable, and uh, like that one, especially as good as the defense was playing, and they were only down seven. You don't go for it at that point. You punt it back and make them drive it all the way down when you've been shutting them down all day. I mean, that's that's just basic stuff, and especially giving them that good a field position, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There's some bad calls, and it's. Yeah, that that was pretty obvious one. Like I, you know, I like everybody likes to say hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's uh, that yeah. was obvious at the time, though. I mean, that's something that I don't know what the metrics are now that with full going for it on fourth down and this and that. But I think just game feel and like just a high school coach would get get you know killed in the local papers for doing that. So I don't think we can give him a pass on that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, I also was wondering. Um, you know what? What do you think the chances are the Niners make the playoffs this year? I don't. I don't like their chances at this point. I mean, it's hard to say, and they could get on a run, and things could start going right. I mean, if their offense gets right, their defense is playing well, they could conceivably make a run at it and get in as a wild card. Uh, the NFC West is is all over the board. You never know what you're going to get with the Rams and the Seahawks. 
Um, and the Cardinals, the Niners are competitive with. They have good matchups. I mean, as we saw, even when they were playing bad, they didn't exactly, like, get blown out by any means. So, you know, I, I think they could still be competitive and there's an outside chance. But if I'm going to bet on it, I'm going to bet they don't. Yeah, I'm going to bet they're they're not going to make it either. If they do, they're going to have to go on some crazy wild run because they are in a hole right now. I know you, yeah. everybody says, oh, it's just the beginning of the season, but two and three is yeah. a massive hole. Yeah, their defense is playing good enough, though, that they have, that, you it's know, if impossible. their offense suddenly scoring 30 points a game, they could be they could be on a run. If you're going to set the odds, what percentage do you think they make the playoffs? I give them um, 15 to 20%. <laughs> wow, that was about, I was going to say 25. Yeah, you're, that's, it's not great. Um. Because I don't think Jimmy's going to last, even if he's coming. Is he coming back this uh, after bye week? I think he is. I mean, just my intuition is that it's going to give him that out where Trey Lance is still a little hurt. Jimmy's probably should be recovered by then. And see one last go with Jimmy for a few games and if they can win some. And then if they don't, I figure they'll shut him down and just throw Trey Lance in and shut down the season in terms of, you know, playoff aspirations. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, and, like, and, and you know, touching on that, you know, jump into the quarterback play, and just with this small little window that we saw with Trey playing, um, how do you think he does? How do you think he compares right now to Jimmy? You think he's going to end up? Is he trying to? Do you think his I'm well, saying, I mean, potential is higher? Clearly, than he's more physically gifted. I mean, that, that's that, that's. You know, I think even the most amateur football fan can see that kind of stuff. But one thing, I mean, we've seen even someone that was more physically gifted who had their best year, their first year that they played, and then progressively got a little worse and never got better. And Kaepernick still, to this day, has one of the strongest arms I've seen and the fastest. I mean, you combine them. I've never seen anyone with that arm and that mobility, and that's including Cam Newton and, well, Michael Vick might be there. But, like, I mean, it's right up there with that. And, and he just never progressed. So looking at Trey Lance, he's not at that level physically, um, but I sure hope he can progress a little bit more. He, 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 he shows you glimpses and like you see that one deep ball he threw that was an incompletion and he had that nice tight spiral and he put it right there. Um, it was more of one of those kind of just throwing it out there ones. But then some of those, some of those balls, he's getting such wicked tailspin on it. It's, I mean, that's making things difficult on the receiver to catch when he's throwing those knuckle balls at him like that. Yeah, he's got to chill a little bit. I think it all come together with some time. This shows oh, that. Yeah. What is he like? Twenty one, and he's only played a few call. You know, I mean, he's so raw. Well, this they're, goes to show that he needs time off. Yeah, or time to uh, sorry, time to learn. Yeah, like exactly. And I think that was the thing everybody said about him coming out, and then because of the you get the pressure from the fan base and media, and everyone's like, "Who's going to play right away?" Because he was taking number three. What was the scouting report on him? That he was young, had barely played any football, needed work. You know what I mean? Like, and this is exactly what we're seeing. He came out, he stared down his number one read, and they took off running. Yeah, you will that's, remember that. That's he, what you'd expect. The goal line call, I think, you know, when he's like, he stared down his number one his number one uh, read. It wasn't there. So he decided to think he could outrun three defensive players who just cracked him. One, he thought he could outrun them. Two, he thought he could run them over. Maybe oh, in yeah. D1 subdivision you could do that, but here you're going to get cracked in the face. 
I was glad he didn't get hurt on uh, that goal line one. I, I I love his moxie, but holy crap, man! There was three guys there, and that was that was not what you want to see your quarterback doing. That's how you learn. Yeah, no. Hopefully, I'm sure he got to see that over and over on replays of, you know. You're like, hey, man, just throw it away. He'll live another day. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he's. I think he's the future of the franchise. I I really hope he continues to progress. I think he's got all the skill set and the mentality and everything to do it. But that hasn't stopped plenty of guys from failing in this league. So, you know, for every Jerry Rice, there's some guy you never heard of that blew their knee in college or barely made it in the league or whatever. So, yeah. You know. hey, by the way, uh, gonna, before I forget, I wanted to talk about Brett Favre. Did you read that story? I did. It's not as bad as the headlines. I, Did you I get into guess. the details of it? Yeah, I guess uh, Brett... Well, here's the thing with, with the problem with I have with Brett. Is that... Yeah. He, I think it was like 2016 and... Nine, or 17 and 19 or 18. 16 and 18. Something like that. I'm getting tongue tied. But yeah. He took payments for around a million dollars total. So probably five hundred and six hundred thousand dollars Correct. For, for appearance fees that he Which didn't he never do, did. That he alleges he did. But I think that's beside the point at this point. But the thing is... What what I feel like at that point, you he knows he didn't do it, right? Yeah. They paid him. What is the deal? Is this, was he like in cahoots? Do they have nothing on him? So they're like well, threatening him. This well, way? no, no, no. I read a little further into that, yeah. and like it sounds like I guess the uh, Department of Human Services had in Mississippi had all that welfare money and instead of distributing it to needy families like he was supposed to yeah. he thought he thought the best way to help poor people was to do a, a appearance speech. fees with <laughs> famous athletes and WWE people oh. so like Ted DiBiase owes like 3 million back or something no like, way so all of these athletes and stuff were paid these fees. So like Brett Favre was agent was just contacted about an appearance and they said, Hey, we'll pay you a million dollars for these appearances. And he says he did them. They're disputing that, you know, whatever, even if he did or didn't, what ended up happening was, uh, the department of human services had, for example, right now it was 96 million for misappropriating and embezzling all those funds. <laughs> okay. Of that asshole coming in, not not doing his job, not giving the money to poor people and people that desperately needed it, needed it. And these athletes and famous people kind of being caught in the crossfire of not doing their due diligence when someone offers them money for an appearance fee, which I can kind of empathize with. I mean, your agent probably didn't even do it. And your agent just calls you, says, hey, we got an appearance. They're offering $100,000. I mean, that's kind of par for the course for being Brett Favre or one of those guys. So So I kind of get it. Yeah, in this case, um, they might not have a case. They're like just saying, hey, pay it back because they're not tied directly to this. It's basically yeah, no. Yeah. He agreed in a settlement to pay it back and paid five hundred thousand oh, back, and yeah. then just hasn't done the payments on the six hundred, which you know he should. But I, I, I feel like this is more of an accounting issue than like it makes for a great headline. You know, Brett Favre has to pay back welfare, but like when you get into the, into the actual details of it, it's like, well, this was a huge problem in the state of Mississippi. This wasn't Brett Favre, like. Like and this happened years ago. This like it kind of reads like he collected money from 
pandemic assistance. I mean, shit, look what Tom Brady did with his company. That's way worse. He knew exactly what he was doing over this last year during the pandemic and taking that money for his business and then having to pay it back when everyone found out. Like, I feel like that's way worse than Brett Favre getting roped into, like, a bad appearance fee. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good point with that. You put it that way. Because the, the way I read it, when it broke, it was just totally dead. It was nothing like that. And that was well, just morning. It, it makes the clickbait headlines. And nobody these days reads anything. So it's like all we read are the headlines. And it's yeah. like, oh, I saw that on Yahoo. It's like, yeah, but if you just read two paragraphs of information. <laughs> I read it. It was it was very short. It, it went on, but it didn't say it. didn't go in depth about like the whole thing. Well, I was curious about it because like I'd read the, I'd seen the headlines over the last few days. So I just, I've read a little bit about it and it's like, okay, so this was a huge problem in the state of Mississippi. I mean, there's multiple athletes on the hook. Like I said, the department of human services who was in charge of it, like <laughs> embezzled 96 million and then dished it to all these athletes. And they're like, publicly basically shaming these i mean when it comes down to it i don't know i'm no lawyer so i don't know what the legality is of that but it almost seems like do they even owe the money back i mean it seems like the other guy screwed them but once again that's not for me to say (laughs) okay let's uh yeah thank you for that good job man let's let's, uh, bring some light to that okay so Let's talk about another wonderful topic here. Gruden's firing uh, from emails 10 years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. let's give him this, though. 10 years ago, you knew damn well you couldn't say that kind of thing through email. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's not the kind of language you should use anywhere, but, I mean, come on. He should have known better. And, and I think that falls into football being one of those industries. I mean, you and I have worked across different industries. Certain industries, certain behaviors are accepted that are not accepted anywhere else. And I think, like, emailing, like, your boss or people, I mean, most of the industries I've worked in, just your tone alone on an email, not even, like, using offensive language can sometimes cause problems, let alone using slurs and things like that, I mean... You know, it's totally unprofessional. It is, yeah, and I'm sure at the time he didn't think anybody was gonna like really look at it. <clears throat> How did they get out, by the way? Um, it was it was a uh, like I think it was a sexual harassment suit or some kind of some kind of lawsuit. I could be wrong about the sexual harassment part, but there was a lawsuit with the Washington football team, and oh, with Bruce Allen released like an investigation and all these old emails and then they found all this stuff and then basically released it to the Raiders because they thought it was pertinent to uh, the fact that they're employing him and yeah, so on and so forth. And then it all kind of cascaded as you saw once it got released and, you know, and, 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 you know, he's coaching the, uh, the only uh, openly gay player in the NFL um, so that, you know, it's, there's no, there's no way that that was tenable at that point. It was, you know, you can't do that kind of stuff. Also, like, I mean, you, you know, people change, you know what I mean? So. Oh yeah. I mean, I hate to see, it's kind of like the, it, but it's a little different though. Cause it's not like getting canceled over an old tweet where you made a bad joke 10 years ago. 
this was professional email where he's using slurs. Yeah. And, and no, there's no ago, excuse for it. You can't say it was a different time. I no, mean, yeah, there's no excuse for it. But I'm just saying, like, you know, he's coaching, you know, the, you know, uh, a gay individual I, right now, and it's like he I never would said anything. I bash on him for the fact that he hasn't been innovative on offense since the last century. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, that's where I would go with it. As much as they paid him and everything Spider-wise. And, and yeah. I, I always liked Gruden as a coach. But you you look at what he's done with the Raiders. He's torpedoed their personnel. made terrible decisions up and down the roster. And then he hasn't done anything that, you know, I mean, granted, they put up some points this year. But I feel like that's in spite of him. I mean, Derek Carr's a, a talent. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right, let's talk about. Uh, you want to talk about the Cardinals? Do you think? Do you believe they're a legit Super Bowl contender? You know what? I do. I, th- I think they are. I, I think they've got both sides of the ball. I mean, if if they can keep up with Chandler Jones and JJ Watt looks good, I mean, the two of them can wreak havoc on defense, and, or you know, at least from a pass rush, pass rush point of view. And then Kyler Murray's legit, and their offense is good. I think I think you could you could definitely call them one of the contenders out of the NFC for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's there's a lot of what I don't know what the word is for the but um. I think there's not one team who's just overwhelmingly like superior to every every other thing team. I think the top teams are just a smidge different. You know what I mean? They're all about oh, yeah, the same, absolutely. and they're smidge, I mean, and they're like a play away. This year. They just are barely winning these games, but they're winning. Yeah, they're like a play. Each one of these teams are like a play away from like losing or winning. Uh, the, and you I know, think the top that speaks to the team. parody of the league these days. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for, parody of the league. Uh, even the worst teams are not that far off. If you, you know, rolling into it, you want to talk about the biggest surprise. Talk about like uh, Heineke, the freaking quarterback for the Redskins, is my like biggest surprise of the year. Um, one that we would also be another like kind of surprise, but I know he's had kind of a couple off games, is the Panthers quarterback, the, the Jets transfer. You know what I'm talking about? Um, oh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I think that's a surprise how he's been playing. Even though he lost a couple of games, I think he's playing extremely well. I think he's playing like a first-rounder, like drafted where he's at, is supposed to play with, uh, with the Panthers. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it, it kind of speaks to how quickly people are willing to move on from talent in the league. I mean, a lot of great quarterbacks didn't even get going until their mid to late twenties. Yeah, and we're we're trashing guys that are like twenty three. You know. Yes, Sam Darnold's tw- just just turned twenty four. I mean, like just turned twenty four years old. Yeah, so it's like you really don't think he could ever get better, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think I think people. I don't know. It, it's it's tough because it's a win now mentality, and fan bases are unreasonable these days. It feels like as, as football has expanded their fan base, you get so many people that don't actually understand anything about the game, and I guess they just expect every quarterback to be steaming Willie Beeman and like <laughs> winning it by themselves. And if they're not, then it's like a big disappointment. And yeah, football is a team sport. Was, it's a team sport. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it's all about like running that fake to your star quarterback while you throw it back to your second string tight end who takes it in. You know, I mean, it's about uh, teamwork and execution and everyone doing everything, you know, uh, you know, yeah. coordinated and together. <laughs> let's uh, let's jump into the picks and I'm keeping track. All right. We'll do all the teams. 
It's because, you know, I've been really good at teaching. But I actually have a pen and paper today, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start off. I was, for the record, for our listeners, I was going to go back and go through. Turns out it's it's like a whole thing. It would take a while, and <laughs> yeah, so I just gave yeah. up. Yeah, any of our listeners want to go back and, like, go our picks, go ahead if you got a couple hours to burn. Uh, we're yeah, going right. to start off with uh, tonight's game. Uh, Tampa Bay's on the road against Philadelphia, and Tampa Bay's favored by six and a half points. Oh, shoot. They're about to – did they start? Yeah, they did start. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's already on probably. Well, I don't know. I, I didn't I look at the score. The ske- I, I swear I haven't checked yet. <laughs> I, I was more interested in the uh, game five of the NLDS, oh. to be honest. Yep. All right. Who do you think? Uh, what was the spread on that again? Sorry. Six and a half points favor of the Bucks, and they're playing Eagles. <laughs> and you can tell I was distracted. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, because you're looking it up. Are you looking it up, you shit? No, I was actually just clicking like to see what time, like if the MLDS was on yet, but it's still. Uh... <laughs> Stefan has money on the game. Not a lot. It's ten bucks, but he has money on the game. Hey, big term. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It started eight twenty bucks. Uh, shoot, they're pretty far. They're into it right now. Uh, I'm going to start since you're like at a. I'm going to say I'm going to pick the bucks at minus six and a half. I think they're going to cover today. Yeah, I got to go with that. Tom Brady's on fire lately. All right, let's go with the bucks. Both of us. Next game, Miami versus Jacksonville. Miami, another road favorite. Two and a half points in Jacksonville. Not that long of a trip for them. You know what? I like Jacksonville on this one. Yeah, man, Miami sucks. But, oh. but I like the. I, I think Trevor Lawrence could get his first win at home. Friendly crowd. Miami is just dog shit lately. So <laughs> I, I think they might be able to squeak one out if they can get James Robinson going and make it easier on him and not make him pass for fifty plus attempts. All right, I'm going to go with the Jags too. Plus two and a half. Talked you into it. <laughs> and then okay there we go okay next game we have as another oh no actually this is a home favorite houston's on the road plus seven and a half against the indianapolis colts Ooh, that's a big spread the way indy's been playing but man the texans are terrible i think uh oh i think Car- I, you know indy was so close to beating baltimore that was a missed field goal away i think maybe they show some fight and, and they blow out the texans wow. and feel better about themselves Colts minus seven and a half. I'm taking the Houston Oilers in this game. Yeah, probably a good idea. <laughs> With Warren Moon. <laughs> it's a big spread. Big spreads never go to the favorite almost. They did, the Texans are just like, I don't know. I think they I, can put them up. No, They're I, professional I think team. that was actually the best uh, description. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. An- uh, another road favorite, Kansas City minus five and a half against Washington. Kansas actually opened at seven points. So a lot of money has been actually put on Washington plus five and a half at home. Well, that's because there's this weird narrative that Patrick Mahomes is already washed up. <laughs> yeah. Just because just because he's not like undefeated and you know hasn't has uh, not thrown fifty touchdowns already. But I'm going to say that the Chiefs are not as dead as people think, and Washington. Their strength was supposed to be their defense, and they haven't been able to stop anybody yet. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs too. This is we're talking about a superior team here. They're going to slap yeah. Washington around. All right, another road favorite. These are just traps for people to bet. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, that's why they set the lines where they yeah, did. Yeah, the Rams minus six and a half 
On the road, that's all the way across the country against the New York Giants, who are plus six and a half. The spread opened up at the Giants plus ten. So we're talking about. Ooh, a ton of I would have loved to have taken them at plus ten. Uh, I actually even like. I like them at even plus six and a half. Uh, the Rams have been up and down, and that's a long travel. And maybe the Giants. Well, Barkley's hurt though. Ugh. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with the Rams. I just talked myself out of it. Rams, <laughs> minus six and a half, and I will go with the Giants. Okay, another road favorite here. Cincinnati against Detroit. Three and a half points. Lined open at three, uh, lined open at three and a half points. It's, it's holding steady. Cincinnati like minus three and a half against Detroit. You like Cincy? Yeah, they, I, Detroit, I, keep, I keep picking them to think they'll play a tough game, and they haven't for weeks now. Yeah, since he's a superior team here. All right, Los Angeles Chargers, another – no, they're not. They're, they're road dogs. Chargers against Baltimore. Chargers going pretty far, long travel uh, to Baltimore across the country. They're plus three points. They opened at three and a half, so money's been actually put on Baltimore. You know what? At three and a half, I'll take them at plus three and a half because Baltimore might win it, but they have yet to play like a. They've been close in a lot of games, so. And, I, and Chargers look good, so I, I'm going to take Chargers, even though every time I've ever put money on the Chargers, they never come through. It's my it. it's my bane of a betting team. Minnesota Road Dogs only by a point against Carolina Panthers. That's a tough one. Because, <laughs> you, you know, both those teams are just so hard to read. Who's at home? Carolina. Carolina's at home, yeah. Yeah, I think they get Ed McCaffrey back, right, this I week? I think Ed's out. Oh, uh, was he still out? Well, I yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't practice. Okay, if he's back, I'm taking him. So I'm going to go with Carolina because I thought I heard he was back. Okay, all right, that's fair. Next game. Your Super Bowl favorites. Wait, did you pick the last game? Yeah, I did. I got the Chargers. Okay. Sorry. I didn't okay. even say it. Yeah, Chargers. And then I'll, no, I'm Carolina. Off, I'm picking Ter- Carolina, too. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Arizona <laughs> plus three. Plus three? Arizona's plus three against Cleveland. They're on the road. Oh, I'm totally taking that and, and the over to boot. You don't think this is a trap game? Oh, it totally could be, but this will be the one where either everyone's like, Arizona's legit, or they have question marks. And I don't know, the way they've been playing, seems like they can win different types of ball games. They have, like, star players at, you know, key positions. Uh, I'm going to stick with Arizona. I don't get this line at all, but I'm going to pick Arizona. Well, that's like Buffalo last week. Was I the, like, I couldn't believe they were underdogs on that one. Next up, Vegas Raiders losing their head coach. They are two and a half point dogs against Denver. Mm. This is tough because the, like Vegas has been a tailspin. So they either rally and come back here. God, in Denver, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is the vanilla of quarterbacks. Like, you know, he's not going to hurt you, but it, it, he's not going to. I'm not gonna like put you over You'll the run edge. Your I might go with the Raiders trying to trying to rally together wow, and be a team right. again. I have Raiders yeah. too. Okay, uh, but we're gonna get our asses kicked. Okay, anyways, Dallas. This is a crazy spread. Um, Dallas 
it opened up at three and a half point favorites on the road against New England. They're down to a point, so a lot of money has been putting on New England. New England, New England said they're smart money. Wow. So wait. So wait. Dallas is now plus one. No, they're minus one now. They're, minus they started one. Out, wow. What? Holy crap. <laughs> Um, I'm talking about a lot of money getting on the Patriots, dude. I'll take the I'll take Dallas at negative one. I'm Dallas. sorry, but I just don't see that that being. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident Dallas will beat them by more than a point. I'm gonna take the Pats. I don't know what it is, but somebody knows. Is that a hometown thing? It's not, I'm, I'm just saying. I just uh, yeah. I just don't know what's going on here. Somebody knows something I don't. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> or they're just suckers like everybody else. Okay. Next game, Seattle road favorites in Pittsburgh. They are minus two and a half points. They opened up at whoa. Yeah, they opened up almost, at plus five. I should have taken that when they opened because I'm like, how are they? How are they? They opened at here? plus five. They're yeah. they're a dog. It's a seven and a half point swing. Yeah. So well, Pittsburgh. That's because I don't know why. It seems like all the odds makers keep giving Pittsburgh way too much credit. I mean, I, I, have they not watched them the last few years? Or, like, it, I just don't get it. I, I, I've seen the second most team I've watched is the Steelers because it's my brother's favorite team, and I end up watching football with them all the time. So it's like I've seen them play over the years. They're they're kind of dog shit these days. they got a great D, but their offense is – they've got good young receivers, but nobody to throw them. So I'm going to say that you're going to pick the Seattle Seahawks minus two and a half. Oh, yeah. I'm still going with them, yeah. All right, but I'm I wish going, I'd had them at five. I'm going with uh, Pittsburgh at plus two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm being a contrarian in that in this case. Buffalo, road favorites, three and a half points against Tennessee. They are opened at uh, minus six. So uh, a lot of money has been, been put on Tennessee when they're at plus six. They're down to plus three and a half right now. Yeah, I love Buffalo at, at three and a half. Me too. I'm going to take Buffalo. Minus three and a half in Buffalo. All right, we got our picks locked in. Kachuk skoosh. Locked in for the week. All right. And eventually we'll get back to you on who's actually winning. <laughs> and if anybody really does go to back our pad, uh, podcast, I'm not on Twitter, but you can reach out to me on Instagram. Jason underscore St. Clair. If you have no yeah. life and you'd like to look that up, go ahead and send me a DM no, I mean, on my if picks. You have, if, if you're that motivated, we will give you a shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Fair enough. All right, man, you got anything else? Uh, no, I think we covered most of it. All right, guys and gals, thanks for listening to the StatsBees podcast. Appreciate all you. Make sure to hit follow, subscribe, I don't know, whatever. All right, later, guys. Bye.